Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Get to Old Navy now for up to 75% off store wide. Plus one day only tomorrow. All jeans are 50% off. That's right. All jeans are 50% off tomorrow only at Old Navy. Hurry in. Valid 1226 to 1-3. In stores and select styles only. Jeans valid 1226. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, Truth Seekers. You're listening to A Measure of Truth on blogtalkradio.com, and I'm your host, Michael Fordham. If you just click the link on my webpage or you're listening on blogtalkradio.com or even the Blog Talk Radio player on my Facebook page and you want to call in live, look, we'd love to talk with you. Here's the number, 347-326-9470. Or if you like, you can tweet your questions and comments at A Measure of Truth. Also, if you haven't yet, why don't you look me up on Facebook? I'm the Michael Ford, and with a photo of me in studio, and you can always email me your questions and comments at measureoftruth at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow, like, and repost us on Facebook and Twitter. Look, we've got a great show for you today. We'll be right back after this. The energy and accomplishments of this powerhouse couple is nothing short of amazing. Mr. and Mrs. Indu own not one, not two, 
but five successful businesses with a humble but strong workforce. They have personally trained thousands of individuals in many aspects of life from finance to marriages. Over the past 17 years, they have broken records in their respective industries and have been featured in Success from Home magazine, Huffington Post, Profiles of Success, ABC, NBC, Fox News, and countless other publications. Mr. and Mrs. Indu take pride in their achievements as entrepreneurs, but according to them, the most valuable creation God has manifested through them are their five children. Outside of the worldly success this couple has achieved, they are even more passionate about doing God's work. They faithfully give away 10 to 15% of their income towards God's kingdom. Servant leadership is the phrase that best describes them. They believe in order to be blessed, the person first needs to be a blessing. That mindset is what led them to become certified marriage counselors and create Covenant Marriage Academy, a ministry whose sole purpose is to help couples understand when done God's way, 100% of marriages can work. Obi and Belinda Indu, welcome to A Measure of Truth. Hello. Hello. And, and is um, Obi on the line as well? Obi? Yes, I am, sir. That's very good. You know, I am so excited to have you guys on the show. I only briefly had an opportunity to um, look at your, your webpage and see what you guys are doing and this great work that you do. And I just want to really give people an overview and understand exactly. You guys came together, and I'm sure, you know, this is beyond dating, and this is beyond marriage and relationship. You guys have a commitment at a different level, and, and it's very apparent, yeah. um, and I, I watched you guys as a couple, and you know something that's very easy yeah. for just about anybody to see is a team and a partnership, and that's what you guys have. So yeah. I just wanted to understand, yeah. is that something that came about um, even when you guys were dating, or is that something that you guys focused on and built upon? Oh, <laughs> Very good question. Uh, well, I, I'll say this. You know, God, uh, they, there's a saying that they said, if you want to make uh, God smile, tell him your plans. And so uh, <laughs> we we had uh, – my wife was the one who actually saw it first. God had put in her spirit years ago when we first met that uh, we were supposed to be married. And, of course, I didn't see that. I was a young man still chasing my dreams and – you know, wanting to date and do other things in my life. And so I would say, first and foremost, it was God's will that we be together. Um, and then, two, it was deposited in her heart before it was even in mine. But uh, when it became crystal clear for me, of course, I asked her the question and we got together. But when we got together, we knew that we were supposed to be together. We knew it was divine. But uh, at the same time, we knew that there was a purpose for that getting together. We knew that God didn't want us to just be married so we can share last names and, you know, have children together. That, those are blessings. But we knew that our marriage had a grander purpose. We knew that later on we found out that we discovered, as we're still working through it now, that our marriage was not just for us. So many more marriages were going to be birthed from this one, which, of course, mm. is what led to Covenant Marriage Academy and, and us doing what we're doing with relationships, which – you know, it's not a really popular space. It's not a really popular business to take on, but popularity is not what we're about. You know, marriages are part of, uh, it's, it was actually an institution created by an institutor. You know, it's, it was one of yeah. God's covenants. And so for us, we, we, mm -hmm. we take it personal, the attack 
of divorce on marriages. So hopefully that's the long answer to your short question. A lot of people often say um, women plan marriages um, and guys pretty much enter relationships and um, they decide that this is where they want to be. So you had something in your mind when you thought about not only just the wedding and the marriage, you, you thought something a little bit deeper about what that should mean. And um, tell us a little bit about the beginnings of that thought process in your mind and how you developed it. Well, it was kind of interesting. Um, what really, after once my husband and I were married, uh, first of all, before we got married, I, I just kind of felt in my spirit that, um, God, like he said, God placed in my heart that I, there was something I needed to help him with. That's really how it happened um, because he, I, I observed him and what he did and how he was with people and how caring and open and giving he was and and I had never observed that with with you know any other young man in that way and at that capacity and so I knew immediately I'm like this guy has a minister's soul like he teaches in parables like Jesus <laughs> so. I knew that there was something else that he needed to be doing in the same industry but for Jesus Christ. So once we got married and we were enjoying our lives together, and then God just kind of put an upset in my spirit. Like there was a huge attack on God's marriages recently um, mm -hmm. here in the past few years, and it really upset us. And one of the things – we live by one of the philosophies we live by in our home is if something upsets you, it's because you're supposed to fix it. So wow. we saw um, so many, you know, bad and uh, poor images of what God said that he needed and wanted his institution to be and become in the lives of families as well as the community and that was just not being displayed at all. So it became a passion of ours, not just to help to restore and to repair the breach that occurred in so many families and in their marriages, but also to, and to, to allow God to give us a platform so that others can see that real marriage under God, the way he has designed it, is real. It is real, and it exists today. And we're in a living example, and we want to give other couples that same blueprint. So it really was inspired by a disgust that we had of the plain, outright rebuke of um, what God intended marriage to be. So. Wow, wow. And, um, Obi, did you meet Belinda um, at church? Were you guys already attending uh, the same fellowship? Is that how it happened? Or tell us a little bit about that in the beginning. Uh, yeah, you're trying to get me in trouble because, you know, there are always two versions of this story. is the uh. his and hers version, right? <laughs> That's why I went for yours first because tell the truth, honey. she'll correct you at the end. But, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'll tell mine and then let her tell the truth after me. Huh? <laughs> so, uh, no, we actually uh, we met in the business. Um, and um, I think that was 
you know, it's interesting that let me let me say that first before I even comment on that that other piece. We met in business, and I was I was doing what I what I felt in my heart. I was called to do in that moment. I felt like that that mm-hmm. time in my life that was where I was supposed to be, what I was supposed to be doing, helping people, blessing other people, of course, retur- receiving blessings in return. Um, and while while working is when I met my wife, and and it's interesting mm-hmm. because when we first met each other, I noticed her. She noticed me, but that was just it. We just stayed focused on business. But there was that there was that spirit, if you will, that invisible force, kind of like two magnets that you know you don't see it, but you get them close enough, and boom, they they they're right on top of each other. And so that right. was how it was for us. And uh, but but I say that to say this. A lot of folks sometimes wonder, man, I don't know if I'm going to meet my perfect mate or, you know, maybe I need to go on, you know, this online dating service. Maybe I need to open up a Facebook page and maybe I need to go do this and that. And I always tell them, look, go do what you were called to do by your Savior and you will find your mate on that journey. In fact, your mate, Mm -hmm. the reason you find Mm -hmm. the right mate is because you're both taking the same road towards the same place or you're moving in parallel directions. But the point is you don't need to take Mm -hmm. a detour to go find your mate and then get back on the right track. No, that's the wrong person that you find on that detour. That's somebody else's mate that you took on as your own. Yeah, and you make a really good point because a lot of people think that they have to be a certain way while they're out there trying to find a mate, that they have to live a certain lifestyle and they have to do certain things and be certain places and leave themselves open. But it's exactly the opposite. You know, if you're doing, again, what God has called you to do, um, everything else will be provided. That's right. Yeah, it's amazing. So um, when did you know? Because this is (laughs) – you know, I always have to ask for guys because women have a different intuition about this than we do. Um, when That's did right. you know that she was right for you? You know, it's interesting. Um, I look back now, and I would say I knew from the moment that I allowed her into my heart. Uh, but mm. that was subconsciously knowing. It wasn't a conscious mm-hmm. knowing. And and again, oh. if I can be totally transparent, okay. because I, I believe that um, – uh, the only way that people can truly get inspired, the only way people can see the answers for themselves is if those who've been down the road are totally bluntly honest about their experience. So so mine mm. at the time, I'm a young guy, I'm single, um, I, I literally had the pick of the litter, no kidding, I'm just, I'm just calling it like it is because I really want to help somebody today. Um, and so here I was working in my business, doing well, excelling. Everybody, you know, knew who I was because of the achievements that we, that God had blessed me to have in the business. And so, so here I was, I literally could say, you know what? I want her to be my wife. I want, no, I want her to be my wife. Could have picked. And, but I knew in my heart, I felt it in my subconscious that it was her, but consciously I wasn't ready. Consciously, I still wanted to take other, you know, women to the dressing room, if you will. I still wanted to go date other women. I wasn't, I wasn't yeah. ready to commit. So that mm-hmm. blinded what my, my intuition knew. And it wasn't mm. until a friend of mine who, ironically, her and her husband met each other through me, and they got married before my wife and I did. Um, and she's a mutual friend of, of my wife and I. Her name is Rachel. And, uh, and Rachel invited me to North Carolina at the time so that I could uh, come and speak at a big event that they were having for, for some business people. And so I went down there, and Rachel was like a sister to me. And so her and I hadn't seen each other in a couple of years since she got married. Long story short, we went out to Starbucks, just her and I, left her husband at home, which, of course, him and I were great friends. In fact, we were business partners. 
And um, long story short, while I was having coffee, Rachel asked me one question. She just came out of nowhere, left field, hit me right between the eyes. She said, mm. Obi, listen, I get it. I know you're, 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 you're like the pick of the litter. You can have whoever you want right now. But you mean to tell me there's not one person? When are you going to settle down, Obi? This was a question straight to me, and I'm sitting there like, oh, boy, I've been trapped. I was hoodwinked to come to Starbucks so I could be cornered. <laughs> <laughs> and after I got over the shock, I looked at her, and she's like, Obi, seriously, it hasn't been one that got your heart? And I said, you know what, Rachel? There is one. And in that moment, that's so consciously present wow. that Belinda was supposed to be my wife. And, of course, I can fill you in with the details of the rest of it from there, but it's a very long story, so I'll save that for another time. But it was in that moment. So first I knew, and I think that's the thing. As men, if we want to be honest with ourselves, you know almost right away. But whether you're yeah. ready to accept what you know yeah. is the other question, <laughs> you see? Right, and right. So, yeah. And, and that's yep. the thing a lot of men fend off. And they won't allow themselves to see what they see. Right. And so it, it seems like you were uh, moving in the fast lane at the time. So, Belinda, what did you think when he finally approached you? What did you think? Did you take him seriously? Well, uh, it's interesting you would ask that because uh, he and I, we actually dated for a year and a half. And then he, I got that infamous phone call because it was a long-distance relationship. Got that infamous phone call, and um, he broke up with me. And mm. I, at the time, I was like, okay, well, you're lost, but I won't just, you know, I thought to myself, I'm like, this guy is really an amazing guy. I'm going to at least still associate with him and at least be a friend. Of course, because I was a Christian first, a friend with no benefits. So during that time period, the most he and I did was, uh, converse over via the telephone, and he would ask me out several times, but because we kind of knew the same circle of people, I knew that he was just still, he was not serious, and he was serious about his, you know, being a, a guy and not really ready to be a husband, so I, when he would ask me if I wanted to date him, I told him, I'm like, well, Actually, what I how I respond, babe, you remember? I was like, oh, well, let me check my calendar. <laughs> and it was, say, for instance, it was in March, and I would go all the way to July and say, ah, uh, well, I have July 15th available. How's that look for you? Mind you, it's three <laughs> months later, so I would not talk to him that entire three months. <laughs> and, mm. You know, just because I was really afraid to just, for some reason, I was just afraid to say, no, I don't want to date you. And then finally, God gave me the courage to let him know, like, listen, you're not ready um, because I'm going to be your wife, so I don't want you to mess this up for our future. So you get all of that out of your system, and when you do and when you're really ready, then you come, you know, you know where I'm, I'm be. And if you're fortunate enough, I'll still be available. So, um, <laughs> so I kind of left that like that, and then time went on, and then, God had started preparing my heart. I had gone through a transition, and I'd really worked on my relationship with Christ, and I really began to work on myself and just really find, found focus and direction in my career, and I was doing very well, and he was doing very well. And so I just, I was like, okay, Lord, I, you know, I've worked on myself. I'm still working at, you know, and it's just been you and I for the last year and a half, God. I feel like I want to start dating 
And so I, I just want to share my life with someone. I don't want to be alone anymore. So God just said, okay, I can start dating. So I started dating, and just I want to make this as quick as possible, but I started dating, and then I started feeling like, time. okay, <laughs> so I started dating, and then, you know, like, as a woman, when you're dating and when you're around certain, around men that may not necessarily be godly or may not be where they need to be spiritually, then certain things, you know, kind of come off or you feel that there, that certain presence around them, so... Just from dating, I began to have certain feelings, and I'm like, all right, Lord, I'm not going to put myself out there physically. I'm not going to abuse my body, and um, so, Lord, what, what would you have me do? And I was like, okay, God, I get it. I'm getting married. So I started telling everybody I was getting married. <laughs> I, oh, and then, I mean, okay. yeah, I just said, I said, okay, God, I know I'm feeling this way. I'm ready for a relationship. So, Lord, I'm getting married. I feel it. The only person I did not tell was my current husband, my Obina and you. I did not tell him because if I told him and he said something that would discourage me, it would just knock me off of my little high horse. And I, I would Great. just be in a completely different stratosphere. So I did not do that. But shortly thereafter, he had the conversation with um, our mutual friend, Rachel. I happened to be in Georgia at the time. He contacted me. God had already prepared my heart. So when he came to me and said he had something he really needed to talk to me about, I at that time I was open. I was like, okay, well, let me be open. Let me actually meet with you now. So we actually met together, and I was like, Lord, if this is not your will, and if this man is not going to be my husband, God, help me have a flat tire, whatever, but don't kill me, Jesus, let me resurrect. <laughs> so I was like, <laughs> help me get through this. But um, if this is your will, Lord, let us, when we see each other, after all this time, just let it be uh, real and let you be in the midst mm -hmm. of it. And when we mm -hmm. saw each other, we connected eyes and we connected arms. And from that point on, he said to me, my husband said to me, he said, I don't know who you're dating, but the rest of the, the next 12 months of your life, you will not even recognize. <laughs> so I've made my decision and I want you to be my wife. So from that point on, it was just, he, I knew he oh, was ready. Oh, the next time you guys got together, he that was a yes. proposal. Oh, really? Well, it wasn't the official proposal, but he made well, it, it very was. clear. <laughs> <laughs> well, he actually proposed, you know, officially sure, sure. with the ring, and yeah, mm -hmm, but um, mm -hmm. yeah, but he was very clear on his intentions. He was like, "I'm, yeah, yeah I know that you're the one." So, wow, yeah. that's something. Mm -hmm. So, Obi, I mean, did you? plan to do that as soon as you saw her or was it something that just came over you you know it's interesting that you asked that question um uh for me personally i came down there with the intention of you're the only woman that has ever moved me and mm. that was mm. well, that was my intention to communicate that to her and it's interesting because mm. i don't know if she sure. knows this but babe i don't know if i've ever told you this um I came down that day just to say to her, you, you're the only person that I can ever think of in my life that has ever moved me like this from, in terms of a, a female. And, um, and, and when I saw her in that moment, I mean, I, I was sitting in the living room, and it, the, 
the way that the entrance is, it's kind of like an L. So she came in at one end of the L. I was at the other end, so I couldn't see her until she turned the corner. And uh, so when she opened the, she came in, Rachel opened the door, she came in, and I heard her voice, and I just got really happy. And I stood up, and as she turned the, the L, so to speak, as she came around that corner, she literally saw me, I saw her, and, and she ran and jumped on me. I mean, literally wrapped her arms around me, her legs around me. We both fell on the couch, and I was just in this place of just joy, just wow. happiness. And mm, I just knew mm-hmm. in that moment, it was in that moment that I said, it wasn't this that you moved me. It was that you moved me so much that I want you to never leave me. And, and I, so I never told her that. I never told her that part of the story that that's what I came to tell her. Um, because from there it was just, no, you're supposed to be my wife. So it was a combination of a little bit of knowing, but more so really realizing it in that moment when I saw her. Mm. Wow. Wow. That's an amazing Aww, story. Thank because... you, honey. Hey, you're welcome. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so sweet. This is awesome. You know, and the reason why I wanted to dig into this and is because there are a lot of people out there that are right on the edge, and they're, they're about to miss their opportunity because they don't see it for what it is. But, you know, I, I think this sort of magnified, you know, how these things are coming about and how we need to connect with our, our emotions and, um, you know, think it through. And, um, right. you know, these things fall into place. I tell people all the time, um, because my wife and I, we got married very quickly. Um, right. But I just tell them, you know, life is complicated. You might even say it's like a puzzle. And when you right. find the piece that fits, you know, there's no more decision to be made. That's the price. It fits. It works, you know, and you work right. that thing, and that's it. That's right. So, that's um, right. you know, I, I I hope people are helped by that. And I know you guys have an amazing ministry with the Covenant Marriage Academy, and I wanted to talk about that, but I just wanted to bring people along because when when people see you, when they when they try to, Google you and look up anything. You guys are the package, you know. <laughs> You're like at the top of the <laughs> tier. And, of course, it takes a lot of work to get there. But I wanted people to understand, too, you know, there there was some building there. And there was some right. some introspective, you know, thinking about what you need to be, what you need to do as well that help you guys to come together. And right. um, I found something very interesting, too. <laughs> Um, in reading your bio, I see that you guys have started five successful businesses, and you also have five kids. You what? You birth a, a child and birth a business? Um, how was that? Back and forth. <laughs> well, actually, we have six children now. Right. Oh. Yeah, well, okay. well, we have one on the way. We're currently expecting, so we should be oh, welcoming awesome. our new family member very soon here. Yes, thank you. <laughs> so, so that so that means we got to go start another business, brother. That's all. There I mean. you go. I see it coming. <laughs> <laughs> well, just tell us about um, when did you realize that you guys had something so special that not only um, could you help other people by helping them to um, clearly define their relationships and work towards their marriage and also fix marriages. Where did you find that was a uh, something that God had led you to? What are the pieces that really made that picture clear for you? Well, I, well I'll speak from my perspective first, and then, of course, my bride can answer. But um, uh, for me, uh, I, uh, I've always known that 
God wanted to use me for something. Um, I felt it mm. as a kid. I was the kid that was asking, you know, my mom, how how do babies get in her stomach? And when I was like six, you know, and I was mm-hmm. always that kid that was curious. You know, I always wanted to know. And, you know, most people put their credit card in ATM and know, push the code, get your money. You know, I was the kid that put the credit card machine and wants to know what happens when I do that, you know. So right. I knew God wanted to do something with me. Um, mm-hmm. And so, you know, meeting my wife, on my journey to finding out what my purpose was, I knew she was a part of that purpose. And, you know, her being an entrepreneur, me being an entrepreneur, I knew I had to marry someone that was like me because it would make that that journey easier if we're both, you know, running towards the same direction, so to speak. Um, yes. And, uh, and, uh, and, then, and then we got married, and so here we are now. And then our first... Gosh, I want to say our first two, maybe three years. Um, first year, awesome, you know, great, you know, pretty much. Uh, what, what's the phrase that uh, the honeymoon phase? And uh, and then our second and third year, it got really rough. And mm. uh, I, mm-hmm. I, I, just as a sidebar, before I finish, I, I always tell people in the marriage, you're going to learn more about yourself than you will your mate. And a lot of folks wow. don't realize that. Mm-hmm. They go in thinking, man, you know, I learned so much about you that I didn't know before I asked you to marry me. But if you're paying attention, you should have learned at least double about your own self before you yeah. asked somebody to marry you or before you got into mm-hmm. the I do. Um, and so anyway, so my, back to my story, my point is that those two years, the two or three years of turbulence, I feel like we went through in that time – uh, probably the equivalent of about 10 to 20 years of a marriage in terms of the turbulence that marriages go through. Mm, and after yes. those first two or three years, we went into this place of just bliss where things just started flowing. We were more in sequence mm, with each mm-hmm, other, and things mm-hmm, just seemed so mm-hmm. much easier. And I'm thinking to myself, Lord, I know you did not just put us through this for nothing. Like There was a reason for this. Um, let me bring this full circle. I'm a teacher. I'm a natural-born teacher. I don't mean I'm a teacher in terms of academia, um, not in that way. I, know I'm, I, I, know that I, I knew that my calling was in sharing, in communicating, in taking complex and breaking it down to simple. Uh, I knew that. So I knew that whatever my calling was in, that teaching was a part of it. So knowing that, I also knew that as a teacher, and especially one like myself who teaches from my own experiences, who teaches from my heart and teaches from, you know, that place of authenticity, that God is going to give me experiences that are going to make the teaching more valuable. So, so what he would do with me was he would compress time. So I realized that, okay, if I went through 15 to 20 years of marriage challenges in two or three years with my wife, maybe there's something there. Maybe I'm supposed to be teaching there. Um, and uh, my mm-hmm. wife had it in her heart as well. She's, she's ten times more compassionate, ten times more empathetic than I, and I have been or, or even currently are. Uh, she's that to a, a, so much more than I am. And so I knew that uh, if this thing was around marriages, that my wife would be so perfect with this, and then God put it in her spirit again. Notice how when God wants to give a man something that he may not be hearing, yes. he gives it to mm-hmm. his wife. I hope hope people are picking up on some of this. Uh, And so he put it in her spirit, you guys need to do something towards marriages. And so we just had some friends over. We just started gathering some friends over. started with like two or three couples at the house, and we would play this game called Intriguing Questions where people can write down questions, throw it in a hat. You don't have to say your name, so that way you can get whatever 
tough subject, whatever, you know, sensitive issue addressed without being embarrassed. And, and it, it went so well, the friends started telling other friends, like, look, no, they helped us heal our marriage. Y'all got to go to their house. And so they would call us and, hey, when are you having another session? And we're thinking, uh, well, I don't know. We, we just were trying something. And, uh, <laughs> and before you know it, one thing led to another. And, you know, we find ourselves in this position where, we're we're doing our we're we're walking in our purpose without realizing that it was truly our purpose, um, mm-hmm. and and then again you know my wife said baby we should go to social media and before you know it covenant marriage the, the, then we got a coach and oh my gosh now it's morphed into I mean we just did a video yesterday as an example and I I believe it's somebody at four thousand people who've seen the video just from last night so wow. so it's just wow. it's become this thing that's even bigger than any vision we had for it so I, I say all that just to say this grass doesn't struggle to grow and so does anything that God has ordained there is no struggle there it just it just flows it just happens grass mm-hmm. just grows. Mm-hmm. It, you know, it even if there's concrete, it grows through it. And so so that I guess my message is to say to folks that usually whatever God has for you, usually whatever your purpose and your mission is that you were born to do, why your fingerprint is different from everybody else's, that purpose, you're, it's usually so close to you that if you're having trouble seeing it, it's because you're so close to it. Wow. Yeah. And, and you know, you, you make a very good point, too. Um when you walk in parallel with the will of God, a lot of those things, the struggles will fall away. And sometimes we expect that when we're doing something great. We expect mm. um, the resistance, the challenge. And when those things just go on their own, we sometimes don't give them the importance of some of the other things we've accomplished with a struggle. Mm. But it's not like that when God's, when we're doing God's will and we work in tandem those things fall away, the resistance, right. and things move so quickly. Before you know it, you're doing something big, and you don't know it until someone tells you about it. Right. Mm. Yeah. Yep. That's yep. awesome. And um, let me ask a question. So I want to make sure we get a chance to talk about um, what you guys have put together with the um, Covenant Marriage Academy, but I want you to define mm-hmm. for us first and help people to really understand covenant marriage. What is covenant marriage? Well, I'll, I'll yield to my bride on this one. Baby, you got it. Okay, sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess we decided to actually go with the name. Is that what you mean? Uh, well, well, go or ahead. Or just the whole, the entire company or ministry. Well, I want want you mm -hmm. to define covenant marriage in itself. What does it mean? You know, because it's a different type of marriage and um, it's a different type of bond. So I want people to understand that right off because there are all types of folks who will be listening to this show, not all Christian, not all understanding even the, the importance of marriage and, you know, the commitment of marriage. So I just wanted you to define that first for them and tell them what it means to you and your relationship with your husband. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Well, in terms of covenant uh, marriage, uh, covenant basically, um, the, well, actually the name, just to kind of focus on the name a little bit, um, a covenant, the opposite of a covenant is some would say a contract. And so many people in our 
society treats marriage as like a contract rather than a mm. covenant, which is what God actually intended it to be. It's an agreement between man, woman, and God that was created, mm. you know, to make each of them better, each party better, and to last forever, to death do you part. However, most go into a relationship, into marriage, like, okay, well, if something happens, I am going to get out of this agreement because it's like a lease or a deed or a contract that can be broken. A covenant is something that is, it's it's something that's done under oath that mm. God has put together, so therefore no man can put asunder. And you have so many people that realize that or that say that, hey, um, you know, if it's just not working, let's just not do it. And God doesn't have to be the center of the marriage. It's not important. You know, I, I say to that, I disagree. I know that um, marriages can survive without God because of other reasons or what have you. But in order to experience the ultimate idea of what God intended marriage to be, he has to be involved in it. In order for mm-hmm. you to experience the ecstasy and the bliss, that God yeah. designed marriages to be, then he needs to be a part of that union. Uh, mm-hmm. I actually, my husband and I actually feel that if you don't want to include God, then don't get married because he was the institutor of the institution. I mean, you can go and do your research. There is no other reference of a marriage outside of the word of God. It's the oldest reference of this type of a, a deal. So, uh, we certainly in Covenant uh, Marriage Academy, we are not traditional marriage counselors. We are definitely biblical-based, and we certainly believe in getting to the core of the issues in, that occur in marriages. Most uh, people think that if what I don't address will eventually go away. And we actually have a series that we talk about. <laughs> it's what you're not talking about that's actually running your relationship and we show mm. couples how um you know and that actually teaches couples the importance of communication and how to skillfully learn communication skills that will help to edify their spouse and help to uplift their marriage and um create a closer union and also that oneness that Christ um, promised so covenant marriages academy was formed to create a blueprint and a resource center, to be a resource center for couples to go to to get their questions answered. I mean, and also to be able to have uh, a community of like-minded individuals that understand that challenges are going to come, struggles are going to come. That just does not mean it's the end. It can be the beginning of a new beginning of your marriage or of your life together. Mm-hmm. If I could jump in here just real quick to add to what my wife just said, um, I think she did a great job in answering it, so I don't even have to cover most of it. But let me just ask the the uh, audience a question. If I had an Apple phone, how wise would it be for me to call Android support to help me? Mm. It wouldn't yeah. be wise. Now, Now, watch this. Mm-hmm. They might be able to help me. To, with the simple introductory things like, okay, well, 
we you know we are Android, but we don't make Apple phones. So I tell you what, let me show you through how to turn on your phone. Okay, you push the power button. It's on the top or on the on the right hand side. Hold it for about three seconds. The phone will come on, and you let it go. All right. Well, if you want to swipe, you can swipe left or right. If you touch the app, it can open up. But that's the extent that they could go to. Beyond that, they couldn't help you. So they could help you with the basic. But they, if you, once you step through that and get to the intricate details of the phone, that support system can no longer support what you're looking for. So the person who is doing uh, or having a marriage that doesn't have God in it, it, yes, they can make it work, but all you're going to do is stay on the surface level. All you're going to do is mm-hmm. just touch the basics. Mm-hmm. But if you want to mm-hmm. get to the flow, if you want to get to the good stuff, if you want to get to the gravy, if you want to get to the heart, if you want to get to the true essence, the sweetness, the joy that a marriage is supposed to bring into you as an individual, man or woman, you need to talk to the manufacturer of the marriage. You need to talk to the Apple support rather than the Android support. And so that's why we say, hey, listen, yeah, you can do marriage without God. But that's just like me, you know, like I said, touching the surface. But if you really want to get it, if you really want to live every day with a smile on your face, every day with joy in your heart, how can you do it without the entity that created it? Yeah. There Great you point. Have it. Wow, preach. Preach. Wow. <laughs> you know, um, and, and you guys talked a little bit about, you, you, you mentioned that you guys have gone through some struggles. And, um, you know, those are the things that really refine the marriage. Um, the, the struggles are the things that help you guys to see each other in a different light, see each other's strengths, understand, you know, how resilient you are, as well as, you know, it helps you to understand, too, just how important each other are in your lives. So tell us a little right. bit about how, how those struggles built you up and, and, and some of the things you may have learned about your, your spouse in the process. Oh, wow. Uh, oh, well, honey, I'll jump in here because I was the sure. guy who made all the most of the mistakes. If there were 10 mistakes <laughs> made, eight of them were by me. And um, mm. and I don't I don't have shame in sharing that because, again, I know that in my transparency as showing who I was, people might see who they are. And so, yeah. you know, coming from, uh, I'm a Nigerian-born man um, who grew up in America. I came here when I was eight. I'm now 41. So I have spent the majority of my life here in the States, uh, but my foundation, my upbringing, my core is from Nigeria. And coming from a Nigerian culture, just to give you an example, uh, if you, I always have this joke that if you saw two Nigerian men talking, you would swear a fight is going to break out at any moment. (laughs) (laughs) Just because we're such a passionate culture. And, um, And so I brought that into my marriage as an example. I brought that passion. I brought that fire, which, of course, served me because, you know, what woman doesn't want to be married to a man who can lead? So it served me in that capacity. Uh, But it also hurt me because I had to learn when to cut that off. You know, it's kind of like the lawyer who would be all day long, uh, you know, cross-examining people and then come home and cross-examine his wife. No, that doesn't work, yeah, brother. And right. so, 
so anyway, I had to learn how to leave the passion out of it. So I was the guy who had the hot head. I was the guy who had the hot temper, you know, and my mm. wife was the southern belle. You know, she was, even when she talks, if you listen to her now, she kind of like sings her words. Maybe that's just me loving how she talks. But, you know, <laughs> she, I, I just, I love that gentleness about her, right? There's that mm. opposites attracting, mm. right? And um, right. So, so that was one thing I had to learn. I had to learn how to tone down the passion. You know, I had to learn how to, hey, hey, don't cross-examine everybody and then cross-examine the wife. You know, I, you know, I had to learn how to, you know, be more sensitive, you know, because I was the guy who was a little callous at times. You know, I had to mm. learn how to say, hey, baby, you know, I, 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 I'm, I'm a go-getter. I, I know how to create what I want. Baby, but what do you want? You know, I want to include you, too. I had to learn how to do that. You know, so those things initially would cause a lot of arguments. My wife would want to talk, and I would want to yell. You know, my wife mm-hmm. would want to sit down and, you know, figure out what we need to do. And I'm thinking, no, just listen to me, woman. I'm the leader. <laughs> you know, I'm just being honest. I'm just telling you all. I'm telling it like it is. You know, you know yeah. I, I hope nobody's judging me, but I hope you all hear me. Um, mm-hmm. And so, so I learned those things. But here's what happened. Here's my point. My wife learned, uh, well, I should say I learned how to tone it down from my wife, and my wife learned how to bring it up from me. And mm. so, so, so watch this. So, so, of course, opposites are supposed to attract. If the two of you are exactly the same, one of you is unnecessary. <laughs> and and, and so, so we learned this, right? So watch this. Well, my point is those arguments, those fights were not happening to us. They were happening for us. Right. They were, they were right. teaching us that, hey, Obi, you need to learn the opposite of you from the opposite of you called your wife. Hey, Belinda, yeah. you need to learn the opposite of you from the opposite of you called your husband. And so when we finally started accepting each other for who we are, but, but also communicating to each other how who we are may be hurting us, mm. then we started opening ourselves up to the gifts. Watch this, to the gifts that the fight mm-hmm. had, that the box yes. called the fight had, that the argument called the, uh, uh, um, the, the gift called an argument had. So the, the box, the packaging was the fight. The packaging was the argument. The packaging was the, ter- the turmoil, but inside the gift, in, I'm sorry, inside the box was the gift. Inside the argument was the treasure. But it wasn't until we started changing how we looked at those things that yes. the things we started getting from those things changed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just growing pains. Oh, yeah. And I know for mm-hmm. me it was, um, it was quite interesting that my husband said that I had to learn to to pick it up a little bit because I, yeah. in, uh, in the middle of an argument, I would just retreat because I didn't, mm-hmm. you know, I didn't know that I needed to basically not fight, but stand up for what I really wanted. Like for me, it wasn't worth it. I'm, uh, for me, I'm like, you know what? I'm not going there. I'm not doing this. I can't because his two was my 10 if you understand, <laughs> you know, so I'm like, wow, and he's being normal. And I'm like, well, that's an extreme. You're this awesome guy, but who is that character showing up? So it just took me to a completely different space. And, but I learned that, you know, he's expressing himself from a place of hurt. So mm. once I began to pray mm. for my husband and once I began to, to really just 
understand him and see him in the way that God saw him, um, my heart began to be softened towards him. And as a result of my heart being softened towards him, I began to learn to minister to him. So in the middle of a heated fellowship, in the middle of him being angry, I would go and I would touch his face and like, baby, listen, let's, if this is upsetting you, let's just talk about it later or, or what's really troubling you or what's happening right now. What are you feeling that you're not talking about? So God really ministered to me on how I needed to minister to him instead of retreating and running and thinking, oh, you know, this is just the end. This guy is crazy or da-da-da. <laughs> <laughs> you know, who is he? What you doing, my husband? <laughs> so uh, I began to learn how to be a praying wife, how to show up as a real biblical woman of God and to minister in those hurt places and through those tough times is where we both found our healing. You know, you know what's interesting, brother, is that um, uh, one of our philosophies in marriage is that it's where two broken people come to get healed. That a marriage is where two broken people come to get healed. And it doesn't mean... Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.